It's 8 p.m. Do you know all about your smart home products? Today we're talking about Alexa and her team of smart home appliances. There are still some flaws we gotta talk about, so keep listening. I read, what did I, I read something really interesting this morning. Oh, home devices, Um, voice-enabled smart home devices. Um, I read an article from Wired that was really knocking on them, um, giving a little bit of trash talk towards the the smart home. Uh, Basically, apparently the, you know, the, I think all of the major smart home platforms, Google, Amazon, Alexa, uh, Facebook's new one, they all try to add video. And apparently it's mm. still not really taking. The only one I've seen is the Facebook one. Yep. Facebook, video Google thing. added a video, I okay. believe. I think they all did. And it, they're not, like, consumers just aren't adopting it because it's so, um, they're running into this, an AI issue. Hmm. where they don't have enough artificial intelligence built into them that they're, you know, you have to, every app is like, I guess the the author described it as a Swiss army knife versus a smart device. Like you need to find the app with your voice and then you need to command the app and they can't figure out how to get past that. They tried to pop video in there in between to make it easier to understand how to navigate the Swiss army knife. But at the end of the day, like I use it to control some of my lights, but my lights are hooked into my alarm system. So I have to ask my alarms. I have to ask Google to summon my alarm system. And then I have to ask my alarm system to command a function. If I want to do two functions, I have to do that two times if I want to do five things. So right. if I have five lights on, I want to turn all of them off. I actually have to sit there and say, Hey Google, ask alarm.com to turn off the bedroom light. So there's like a, there's a gap in usability, right? Like in how quick and efficient it is. And that's why you would use it in your home. Cause it's faster. It gives you information faster. Right. And once they figure out the AI part of it, instead of saying, Hey Google, ask alarm.com to turn off the bedroom light and then wait for it to do. Okay. Getting alarm.com. And then it takes like a minute and then I have to start again. Hey, Google, ask alarm.com to turn off the living room light. Mm-hmm. It's like a Instead chain. of that, I should be able to say, hey, Google, turn off all my lights. And I should be able to tell Google what all of my lights means. I shouldn't have to go through that third-party app every time. And it seems like an easy fix if you think about it. It seems like a setting where you say, hey, Google, for my whenever I command lights, go to this app. Mm-hmm. If I say locks, go to this app. If I say alarm, go to this app. If I say music, go to this app. Um, it makes me think that there's some type of issue with those apps being able to use your voice or something like that like that like there's they don't they're not willing to ask for permission to use a voice to open that app or something i know with the alarm system that's an issue because Mm. like disarming the system they don't want somebody to be standing outside of your house and yell through the window hey google disarm the alarm yeah um the same thing's happening on phones for me too like uh I can tell that there's so much more capacity in what it can do, what it could do. Right. But I can't get into some apps that are not native to the iPhone. You can't. But what's weird is we have technology. Have you called your bank recently? No. So I think it's Chase Bank, one of the banks that I bank with. I called them recently and they verify you by the sound of your voice. They ask you to say your card number. Mm. You read your, excuse me, you read your card number and then it says, okay, we verified the sound of your voice through your card number. No further mm-hmm. verification. Did you ever submit a voice? No. 
Whoa. It's like they're recording <laughs> you when you call and they just got it. Yeah, yeah. it's really weird. So why you know, why can't Google do that? If a bank can do that, right. you'd think Google would have better technology than than a bank. But Sp- speaking of Google, uh I saw I read the other day that their supercomputer, their quantum computer, um, produced evidence that um <laughs> it can it can surpass what the most powerful computer can do right now. Like they've wow. like by a hundred times and they call it like uh quantum. You mean in terms of speed? <laughs> in, yeah, in terms of power and what it could do, what it can predict. And they call it uh, Oh like AI. They call it quantum supremacy. So it's just proof that a machine can go way past you know, whatever. They don't know how to apply it, right. but they they somewhat have proved it that it's gonna be like you know, the next jolt into Infinitely the future. better, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty wild stuff. So it's like, when you hear stuff like that, it's like we're still in the dinosaur age almost. You yeah. Know, it's going to get A lot of the wild. technology is really, really um, in its beginning stages. Even if you think about how crazy it is that we just adopted the swipe features on our phones, maybe mm-hmm. what, what was that, six years ago or something? Seven years ago? Five years ago? Yep. But before that, like you would have no idea how to gesture things to make them do stuff. That was something that was so new to everybody. Yep. And now it's something that comes really naturally actually. Yeah. And like the younger kids are good at it. Right. <laughs> it's like right. they grew up on it. And, stuff. and it seems weird when you're on a computer and you can't do that. Like I feel that way. I feel like I should be able to, I mean, you can gesture with your mouse, but the computer is starting or my MacBook specifically is starting to feel really old because I can't like, gesture my screen and move things out of the way yeah but it's really what was that movie um across the screen uh, minority, minority report, report. Yes. there we go dude. so minority report i feel like sort of this is actually an, a way bigger topic of pop culture um it's something i think about a lot and i think people undervalue movies and tv being a part of pop culture um uh, because if you think about it, Minority Report, it was just a movie, but it had to have inspired the gesture swiping. We didn't have that technology when Minority Report came out. It looked crazy. Mm. And now we pretty much can do that on our handheld device. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same thing. Um, yeah, they got it. They got it right. You, you, you wonder if like they had some future expert in there that was like, this is definitely what's going to happen. Or if they just like, that's what, no, I'm sure they did. I was, I was thinking the exact same thing the other day. Like did they, they probably hired an engineer and they were like, what do you think is going to happen in the next 10 years or 20 years? Or we don't want to make a keyboard here. What is it going to be? And even though he didn't know how to make it function and actually do that, because most of it was probably just CGI and graphics. Like it wasn't actually functionable. His his wet dream. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, all right, here's what we're going to make it look like. He's going to just move his hand and the whole screen's going to shift to the left and swipe it out of the way so like movies and tv actually inspire technology a lot and i think people really underestimate how much people take influence from their favorite tv shows and their movies and it's not just for technology it's for the clothes that you wear i even have this theory that people react a certain way to certain things based on how they've seen people do it in movies Yep. Like, have you ever seen somebody react and it seems a little unnatural and you kind of, like, for example, if they, um, I don't know, they get in a car accident and they're, like, hysterical. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not exactly sure how to put it in words, but basically 
you know, obviously people can get upset and naturally react to things, right. but I, I feel like certain things, it's not a coincidence that everyone reacts the same exact way. And I think it's because we were programmed with TV. Like, mm. you know, sure. when you get engaged, you cry at your wedding, you yeah. cry. Like some, I've been to weddings where the crying seems a little bit forced. Like they want to cry because that's yeah, what you're yeah, supposed yeah. to do. You're right. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can feel it in the air, too, where it's like, isn't that... Maybe they're really... Yeah. They're happy. They're emotional. They're really kind of crying, but they're so happy they are, they're crying because that's what they're supposed to do because that's what they're... You know, that's what they did in The Notebook or whatever movies they grew up with. Or There's like, nothing wrong. I mean, that's like every aspect of human behavior. That's that's how humans learn things is by seeing... If you If you go back to when we were apes... We evolved by seeing other apes do things that were cooler than things that we could do or more advanced yeah. than what we could do. And then we started copying them and doing it. And now it we're goes back to like the Valley Girl talk. You yeah, know, exactly. The or the New York Listen. accent. Like yeah. that's not yeah. Yeah. the New York. You're not born like Why what, is it what up, guy? <laughs> yeah, I can't even do Go it. Go to like a Rangers or a Houston game and then it's like full of Yankees in the home stadium. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's people that learned that behavior or that yeah. link that accent by being around their peers in that area so what's different from movies and tv and that's why product placement crushes it thanks for listening to it's 8 p.m be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date on all new episodes it's time to pay attention